Hey, welcome to Home Church Podcast. It is a good day to have a good day. I'm Pastor Jerry Kuhn, and I want to say thank you so much for joining us today. My hope is that you will respond to the Holy Spirit as he speaks to you in and through this message today. And I believe that he will draw you into a closer relationship with Jesus Christ, where you are passionate about loving God, doing good, and being a friend. I hope that you enjoy the message today. All of his dreams that God had given him, and all of a sudden he was rejected by his brothers. He, they did not accept God's dream for his life. And I would like to share with anyone that's in this room that will listen to me, I would say, be careful who you tell your dreams to. <laughs> be careful who you share your heart with. Be careful who you open up to, because if they're not dreamers like you, they'll squash, squash your dreams. They'll put water on the fire that is building inside of you because they cannot comprehend the dream that God has placed within you. Be careful who you perhaps tell your dreams to. You see, there are people who are just not dreamers and the people that are not visionaries and, and they won't understand. They, they can't run alongside of you because you're running at a pace they can't keep up with. And sharing your dreams with them will just squash, squash you and reject you as well. Um, Jeremiah. Jeremiah was chosen by God. You can look up Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 1 and see how God was forming him in his mother's womb. He was chosen by God. But the people rejected Jeremiah. And I always wondered, what was it that kept Jeremiah preaching? What The Bible, they call him the weeping prophet. What was it that he could continue and stand in front of people and, and prophesy and tell what God was going to do? And he kept doing it day after day after day and no change happening. How could he do that? When everybody was rejecting God's word and rejecting him, how could he continue to do it? And then I realized that there was something shut up within him. He says, there's something shut up within my bones that I just can't shut up. There was a passion. There was a drive. There was the word of God inside of him that no one was going to shut him up. And no one was going to squash him. And every rejection that may have taken place wasn't going to stop him because there was something down deep inside of him. I think the way you and I handle those moments of rejection within our lives really will determine how much you know of God's word. How much you are filled up with that passion within inside of you. Say, so, you know what? They can't shut me up. They can't stop me. My dreams, I'm going to pursue them because there is something down deep inside of me. God's word that allows me to know that everything in God's timing is going to work out. And what was that sustained him? It was the passion, God's word. It reminds me, there was a, a gentleman, and I'm going to say his name wrong, and, and, and I apologize, but Jephthah, he was Gilead's son, and, and he was born to a harlot. Maybe you know the story. He was raised perhaps in a dysfunctional family. And his older, his half-brothers, they, they rejected him, and they ran him off. They said this man was from a strange woman. And what they were saying was that he simply don't belong. He was rejected by his own family. And was ran off. I don't know if you, if it reminds you of someone like it does me, but it reminds me of Jesus who was rejected as well. And Jesus was rejected by his own family. Jesus was rejected, and, and, but there was something that kept him connected. How do you handle rejection? I would like for you to stop and ask that question to yourself right now. How do you handle rejection? Is that easy for you? Or are you like, ah, uh, it's happened so many times. It's just normal now. It's easy. Or is it something that it, it's just not, it's, it's not, it's hard to take? And you just, you break down, you just hard to take rejection. 
I want to take you to a, a set of scriptures and a story that um, God begins to reject something. Now, we're going to talk about David, and we're going to talk about Samuel, and, and these two guys, I believe, not only saw or felt rejection, but they handled the rejection, and uh, maybe handled a little bit different. So let's look at it. Look at Samuel with me, if you'll turn your Bibles to Samuel chapter 16. We're going to look at verses 1 through 16, and just look at rejection today. Look at rejection. How do we handle that? The Lord said to Samuel, how long will you grieve over Saul since I have rejected him from being king over Israel? Obviously, today as we begin this story, we find that this is God. This is not, this is not a note that you write to a girl in second grade. This is not a job promotion. This is a, this is a, a moment where God you're praying for something or you're something in your life that God says, no, that doesn't need to be a part of your life any longer. And, but you're, you're grieving or you're pouting or you're having this moment where you just don't think it's fair. And God says to Samuel, he said, he said, how long will you grieve over Saul since I have rejected him from being king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go. I will send you to Jesse the Bethlehemite for I have provided for myself a king among his sons. And Samuel said, how can I go? If Saul hears it, he will kill me. And the Lord said, take a heifer and, and you, with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. And invite Jesse to the sacrifice and I will show you what you should do. You shall do. And you shall anoint for me whom I declare to you. And Samuel did what the Lord commanded and came to Bethlehem. The elders of the city came to meet him trembling and said, do you come peaceably? And he said, peaceably, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Consecrate yourselves and come with me to sacrifice. And he, cons and he consecrated uh, Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. And when they came, he looked at Elab and he said, and he thought, surely the Lord's anointed, anointed is before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance or the height of his statue because I have rejected him. For the Lord's, Lord sees not as man sees, but man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks upon the heart. And then Jesse said to Abinadab, and made him pass before Samuel. And he said, neither has the Lord chosen this one. Then Jesse said to Samuel, uh, pass by, and he said, neither has the Lord chosen this one. And Jesse made seven of his sons pass by Samuel. And Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has not chosen any of these. And then Samuel said to Jesse, are all your sons here? And he said, there remains yet one youngest, but behold, he is keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, send and get him, for we will not sit down until he comes here. And he sent and brought him in, and now he was ruddy, and he had beautiful eyes, and he was handsome. And, and the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. And Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers, and the spirit of the Lord rushed upon David. I love that thought. Rushed upon David from that day forward. And Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. I, I love this story um, because I felt like I've been in, in Samuel's shoe and, and I felt like I've been in David's shoe. I felt like I was mourning or grieving over something that I was trying to hang on to that God had actually rejected. That God was like, that doesn't need to be a part of your life. That person, that relationship, whatever it may be, that prayer that you've been praying, that is not for you. But I was holding on to it so 
hard. Samuel was holding on to Saul. There was a relationship there. And he really truly believed that Saul was to be king. And God said, how long will you grieve? How long will you mourn? How long will you hold on to this? I have absolutely rejected Saul. How could someone move on? Samuel had a task before him that was amazing. Not only did he have to pick up this rejection and deal with it, but he had to be the one that anoint the next person to follow after the man that he thought was to be king. That was Saul. He still was holding on to Saul. And now not only does he have to handle rejection, he has to actually anoint the next king. The Bible says he goes down to Bethlehem and to Jesse's house and all these men walk in front of him. He was like, he's it. No, he's not it. He's it. No, he's not it. He's it. No, he's not it. And God teaches him a great lesson and says, and he simply says that men look on the outward, but, but God looks on the inward when it comes to leadership and when it comes to this. And so all of a sudden, even in those moments, he felt like he perhaps rejected. And then there's David. David out in the field who was never invited to the party. <laughs> I mean, all of his brothers got to go, but he didn't go. Could you imagine today being rejected? Can you imagine being in the shoes of David and being out in the field and all you wanted to do is perhaps be at the party too? He was just out in the field, but being rejected. And we find that the heart of these two men is perhaps a way that you and I can handle rejection. Saul knew what his job was and he continued on to press through and anoint the next king. David was just happy working for the Lord. Rejected by his father, not perhaps felt worthy enough. Whatever the feelings may be with David, he just continued to do what God had called him to do. Here's the first thing that I believe that we could do, and that is simply in handling rejection, and that is this. Stop grieving over what God has rejected. So let me be just straightforward and strong with you today. Some of you in this room room are mourning and grieving over something that God has rejected in your life. Something that God said no. God said no. You've been praying and God said no. You wanted something, God said no. You've been dreaming something, but God said that's not the dream that I have for you. No. And you have mourned and you have grieved. And the question is how long are you going to continue to allow that rejection ruin your life? How long are you going to sit there and mourn over the very thing that God has rejected? God has already told you. You know it. But you've been second guessing it. How long? And you grieve. 1 Samuel chapter 16 verse 1 says, The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you grieve over Saul since I have rejected him from being king over Israel? Fill your horn. Listen to this. Fill your horn with oil and go. What a great lesson that you and I can learn today. He was telling Samuel, listen, you got to continue on. Even though it's not going down the way you want it to go down, even though it's not playing out the way you want it to play out, even though I've rejected this guy, you got to go on. And some of us will stay right there at that rejection and not move forward. Because you're grieving over what God has said no to. And I would say today, just like God said to Samuel, fill up your horn with oil and go. Let's move forward. Let's don't stay there. Don't let that rejection kill you. Because it will. It will. It'll take you smooth out. 1 Samuel chapter 15 verses 10 through 11 says this. And again, we're going to look at David's life a little bit and some of the rejections that he experienced as well. We saw Saul's rejection, but David also experienced a lot of rejections. And it was this. And 1 Samuel chapter 15 verse 10 says, The word came to 
the word of the Lord came to Samuel. And I regret that I have made Saul king, for he has turned his back from following me and has not performed my commandments. And, and Samuel, listen to Samuel again, was angry and he cried to the Lord all night. And the Samuel said, has the Lord... Um, has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifice as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to, to obey is better than sacrifice, to listen than the fat of the rams. And for rebellion, rebellion is as the sin of divination or witchcraft. And, and presumption is the iniquity of adultery. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you from being king. We find that this rejection is, is playing here. And again, Samuel is upset because it's not going the way he wants. First Samuel chapter 15 verse 35 says this. Samuel did not see Saul again until the day of his death. But Samuel grieved over Saul. And the Lord regretted that he had made Saul king over Israel. Some of you are still today grieving. You're mad. You're angry just like Saul over the thing that God has rejected in your life. And again, I say, you got to get up and you got to go. And we find that Saul, or Samuel here, gets up and he goes, but there's still this resentment and anger and issue within his life that he's holding against God. He's mad. He is absolutely mad. He's grieving over the thing that God has rejected. Grieving, perhaps today, over rejected relationships. Rejected jobs, promotions, rejected ideals or dreams. Maybe you're holding on to and the grief of prayers that has not been answered. And some of you would say, well, Pastor Drew, you've never had to deal with that. And I will tell you, you're so wrong. I had a young lady that was in my youth ministry that I was very close to. I had been picking her up on the school bus since she was like seven years old. And so I was taking her to children's ministry and all of her life picking her up on the bus, and we became very close. She considered me to be more like a father figure to her. And it wasn't until she was um, 20 years old that um, she uh, made a decision to take her life. And um, in 15 minutes before she made that decision, I had a conversation with her. And so I want you to see this scenario. I'm having a conversation 15, 15 minutes after the conversation ended. She still decided to take her life. And the next day when I found out it was this grief that took me, and I held on to it. And I was very upset with God because I had prayed for her that night. And for whatever reason, she still made the decision, she made the decision to go forward. Man, I was angry. I was frustrated. I was mad. <laughs> and I remember finally... I had to go to a rally that night, and um, my wife went with me because she didn't want me to go alone, and I had to travel two hours to this church, and, and I remember trying to get up in front of people and hold it all together and, and preach and give them hope when I'm still frustrated with God myself. And I remember there came a time, and it was the second, it was the second day, the next day, that was a Thursday, so Friday, I remember being in my house, in my home, um, in my bedroom, and I'm, I'm mad, I'm angry, I'm yelling at God, and, and finally there comes this peace that God said, you did everything you could do. She made the decision. And it was that moment that I finally had to say, okay, God, it's not that it was rejected, 
perhaps I didn't re experience the rejection that we're talking about. It was that moment where I didn't feel like my prayers were answered. The moment that I held on to the, the grief. Here's the second thing today. I believe that rejection is redirection. I need you to hear that today. Some of you in this room may have been rejected, but I think that rejection is redirection. And I believe today, this morning, that God is redirecting some of you towards something better than what you think. Rejection is redirection. And what God is redirecting you to is better than you ever imagined in the first place. Here's the second point today. Rejection is not final. Listen, I told you, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, I kept asking this girl out, and I'm like, check yes or no, you know, hey, come on, come on, and she said no every time, and uh, I remember uh, that rejection, and um, then I realized that rejection wasn't final, it wasn't over, just because you rejected me doesn't mean there wasn't another beautiful woman named Kelly Kuhn out there somewhere, Kelly Stroud at the time, and not my sister, right, that sounded really cute, cool, you know, like, Kelly Kuhn, your sister was out there? No. Kelly Stroud at the time uh, was out there. And so rejection is not final. It is a season. Think about this. I think that sometimes in the moments of our rejection, it is the season of preparation in the midst of those who have rejected you, and God will honor you. It's that moment when you have been rejected. It's a season of preparation. Remember, rejection is a redirection, and God is preparing you in that season for what he has for you, and he will honor you. Rejection does not mean that you're not good enough. It does not mean that the, that the other person, that you failed, or that the, even the other person failed to notice what you had to offer. Sometimes we, we feel in that rejection that we're not worthy, or that someone has failed to notice what you had to offer. Rejection tends to focus on the outward appearance and overlooks the heart. When people reject us, and um, sometimes it's, it's because they look on the outward appearance and never see a heart. Some people will never see your heart. They will only judge your motives. Has anybody ever been there? It's like someone, it's, it's at times that no one really sees the heart. They just judge you by the motives, and, and they will only judge you by your past and your failures and perhaps your presumed abilities. There's a story of David here in 1 Samuel chapter 17 verses 20, 28 to 29 and and I want to share this with you. His brother Eliab, um, his eldest brother, heard when he had spoke to the men. Eliab's, he was, David was talking to the men. He was like, hey, listen, who's going to go out there? What, what, are, what is the king offering to slay this giant? And Eliab's anger was kindled against David. And he said, why have you come down here? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness with? I know your presumption and the evil of your heart, for you have come down here just to see the battle. And David said, what have I done now? What was it not but a word? Or is there not a cause? I love this in this moment that David is being rejected by what someone else perceives. And I think that you and I today have been rejected by what someone else has perceived. And I got to tell you today that it's not over. That rejection is not final. And I have to tell you today that as you read the story for David, David goes on and he finds himself, even the king, King Saul rejects him. He's like, hey, listen, I can fight this guy. And, and King Saul's like, you're just a boy. You don't want to go out in the battle. You're not capable of doing it. And he's rejected even by the king. 
And finally, it took a little convincing, and David finds himself in the battle. And we know the story that David's faith in God is what caused that giant to come down. And it was in that moment that David realized that my rejection was not final. Some of you are going to rise up, and the giant that has been talking so much trash to you, and that has been over shadowing your family that the rejection of that giant is about to come down because rejection is not final just because someone's rejected doesn't mean your life is over doesn't mean your dream is over doesn't mean that all of us in this room has been rejected and all of us will but i have to tell you today it is not final this morning and this is the last one that i want to share with you today and that is this that great opportunities actually lie within rejection. Great opportunities lie within rejection. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 32 to 37. It says, And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go out and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, You are not able to go against this Philistine to fight, him, fight with him. For you are just a, a youth, and he has been a man of war from his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant used to keep sheep for his father. And when there came a lion or a bear and took a lamb from the flock, I went after him and struck him and delivered it out of his mouth. And if he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and struck him and killed him. Your servant has struck down both lions and bears, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them, for he has defiled the armies of the living God. And David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord will be with you. In the midst of a rejection came a great opportunity. I don't know where you're at today. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what the rejection may be. I, I don't know um, if it was a job opportunity, a relationship. I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's, it's a God thing where God has rejected the thing that you have been holding on to. And he's like, listen, you got to hold on. You got you to let go of that. That person, that thing, that, that's not to be a part of your life anymore. He's rejected that. And you're holding on to it. And in the midst of that, remember, rejection is redirection. In the midst of that, there's a great opportunity for you to actually step up and do what God has called you to do. Great opportunities. Some of you guys today were so blinded by the rejection that we don't see the opportunity. We're so mad that they didn't take our idea. We're so mad for whatever the rejection is. We're so mad that God didn't answer our prayer. We're so mad. That we cannot see that right in front of us is an opportunity of a lifetime. That what we have to do is step into that moment. And so today, if I can encourage you today, that handling rejection is never easy. It's not. Um, facing rejection is not easy. But I truly believe today that if you handle it correctly, you'll come out better on the other side. Re rejection is just redirection. And today, how you handle it is going to determine the outcome. And I need you to know today, no matter what, that there are great opportunities that lie within this rejection that you're facing. David killed Goliath. David killed Goliath. They wrote songs after him. 
that only came after being rejected. I need you to see that. They wrote songs about David, but it only came after he was rejected. And so how you handle rejection is really going to determine the outcome of your life and your story today. I'm asking the band to come this morning. I was told last week that if I could keep my sermon short, that you guys would keep me on as pastor. <laughs> that won't happen every week, I promise you that, Kindle. <laughs> Not at all. You're lucky that I spent half my week at camp. I, uh, um, I am truly blessed today. I would love for you to look around this room, and there is tons of you here. And, uh, and we're so appreciative that you gave us an opportunity to lead you into a committed relationship with Jesus Christ, where you're passionate about loving God, doing good, and being a friend. And today, one of those ways of leading you is to open your eyes to that every one of us will be rejected, and every one of us will have that moment in our life that we feel like God rejected us. And sometimes there are things in our life that God is rejecting. He's like, I don't want you to be a part of that. I don't want you, to, that doesn't need to be a part of your life any longer. And we're holding on to it and we're grieving. God, I want that. I, I need that in my life. And God's like, you don't need that relationship any longer in your life. It's held you back. You don't need it. But you're like, but God, I do. I need that relationship. I need that relationship. And he's like, you don't need it any longer. Maybe it is a job. Maybe it, whatever it may be. God is rejected. I think if you want to be just completely honest with each other, and I think that we want to be with each other, there are areas in our life that God does reject. He rejects the bitterness that you have. <laughs> it's like that bitterness, you should never carry that with you. I reject that bitterness. That hatred that you have in your heart, God's like, I reject that. You should never carry hatred in your heart. And He rejects it. It's like that doesn't need to be a part of your life anymore. But we hang on to it. We grieve that God does not like what we are liking at the moment. Would you stand this morning? Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to hear more messages or find a service time, you can visit us at our website, homechurchtecumsa.com, for more information. And thank you again. And until next time, love God, do good, and be a friend. Be blessed.